This is Mick Rhodes with the Claremont Courier Podcast, First Take. Here's my story. Local faith leaders weigh in on Supreme Court's Roe ruling. Reaction among local religious leaders to the United States Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade is, as one might expect, varied. But much like the rest of the country, opinions among the five faith leaders that we interviewed is about 60-40 in favor of supporting a woman's right to be in control of her reproductive health. The Courier spoke with Cantor Paul Buch from Temple Beth Israel in Pomona, Reverend Martha Morales of Claremont United Methodist Church, Father Charles Ramirez from Our Lady of the Assumption Catholic Church in Claremont, Claremont United Church of Christ co-pastors Jen Strickland and Jacob Buchholz, and Mahmoud Tarifi, President of the Board of Directors at the Islamic Center of Claremont. We asked each of them the same pair of questions. Does your organization have an official position on abortion? And what was your reaction to the ruling? Here's Cantor Paul Book from Temple Beth Israel. Book told us that Temple Beth Israel does not have an official position on abortion or on most other politically charged social issues. Although I will say that many of our community members, uh, both individually and collectively, have long been involved in this effort to secure reproductive rights for women and, and by extension, their families uh, in line with our Union for Reform Judaism's long advocacy in this area. Book explained that the Union for Reform Judaism has long been at the forefront of promoting, securing, protecting, advancing policies and uh, the ramifications of those policies in this area for decades. Book said he wasn't shocked by the decision. We had come to expect it not only over the uh, recent weeks preceding it after the Alito draft was announced, but just looking at the composition of the court and understanding the radical right-wing conservative agenda to provide Supreme Court justices who, and to groom Supreme Court justices who would be committed to overturning uh, the Roe v. Wade decision. But I think more than anything, people should understand that taking away the rights that have been uh, in place for 50 years is to many of us a direct affront to our Jewish principles and our understanding about the, you know, what qualifies as life, what is defined as life, and the millennia-old idea that the primary focus um, is on the woman and her health and well-being from uh, before the time of conception all the way to the actual birth. The ideas uh, that are at the core of this issue are not Jewish values. In many ways, the way that this whole debate has been framed is, in a sense, anti-Jewish. Here's Reverend Martha Morales from the Claremont United Methodist Church telling us what the church's position on abortion is. We believe that all life 
is sacred and we believe that a decision about something as um, important and life-changing as pregnancy going forward is something that a woman and her family and her doctor should make together and that it should not be the involvement of government trying to legislate that kind of decision or you know make a decision like this for a family we believe that abortion should be legal and safe and available to all women and that it should be rare and that we should seek other options when a pregnancy isn't isn't wanted or will be detrimental to a woman or her family Morales's reaction to the ruling? I certainly was disappointed. Um, I wasn't surprised. I mean, we knew where this was all heading a long time ago. I was discouraged. Um, I found it a really hard week last week. Father Charles Ramirez of Our Lady of the Assumption Catholic Church offered a different view. He said the Catholic Church's position was that... That life begins at conception and it goes all the way through the, to death, you know, and that uh, every human being has dignity created by God. Ramirez was the lone religious leader I spoke to for this story who had a purely positive reaction to the ruling. My personal reaction is great. I mean, I've been talking about anti-abortion for a long time, you know what I'm saying? I realize that there are people who don't understand it or, or you know, want their own way. But I, I basically think that our, our country has lost their, their sense of values on, on what is what is good, what is holy, what is uplifting, you know, how to love one another and not be so selfish. I mean, you know, the sexual revolution really did a number on us, I believe. Mm. And here we got all these problems and all the millions of abortions that have happened, you know. So I, I think it just began way back when and and we're paying the price for it and, and some millions of babies have had no rights to, to have a say. Not even the fathers had a say. Biological father hasn't had to say, usually, on, on whether or not uh, the person they, they uh, were involved in uh, can have abortion or not. Claremont United Church of Christ co-pastors Jen Strickland and Jacob Buchholz explained the UCC governance structure allows churches to make political position decisions for themselves. Reverend Buchholz expanded on that idea. By and large, the leadership of the United Church of Christ Uh, is very much in support of a woman's right to choose and make decisions about her own reproductive health. Over the past few months, as it became clear the court would likely overturn Roe, both Buchholz and Strickland have been vocal with their congregation about their support for a woman's right to choose. And, naturally, not all of their congregants agree with them. So there's not one single view that everyone has to follow, but we are certainly comfortable with sharing our own. But the married couple, who welcomed their first child, a daughter, just nine weeks ago, are in lockstep on how they reacted to the news of the decision. Here's Reverend Strickland. Well, I think we've all been uh, dreading this moment ever since the leak was released, but it was definitely disappointing. And also as a woman, it was frightening and, and disappointing and really hard to hear because, you know, Abortion is not something that anyone looks forward to. It's not a pleasant thing. It's not something that anyone plans to do in their life. However, when a woman is faced with a difficult decision like that, something that involves her body, her future, her livelihood potentially, her you know, her entire life, 
she should have the right to make that decision for herself and to be supported by her her family and her community and not have the government interfere with such a personal, often very painful decision. Mahmoud Tarifi is the president of the board of directors of the Islamic Center of Claremont. From an Islamic uh, point of view, uh, abortion is prohibited except with certain conditions. Those conditions vary from mother's health to uh, deformity of the child, issues of very special circumstances of the family, rape, things of that sort. Most of the scholars have allowed it for these special circumstances. If it's before 120 days, most of the scholars prohibited abortion beyond four months. That's when they consider the baby is alive and the baby is a person beyond four months, meaning his soul is considered the soul and alive over four months. Tarifi framed his reaction to the ruling within the lens of America's seemingly toxic political polarization. So my personal reaction is it's really a cat and mouse fight that we have been witnessing for the last, what, 200 years between Republican and Democrat. Muslims are like all American societies. I'm sure they're not all into uh, one opinion. I myself, you know, have my opinion. My wife does. My children do as well. I have two boys and two girls at home. And I have two Republicans and two Democrats in the house. I have to engage them all the time, my wife and I, uh, you know, in every dinner and every occasion, whatever is going on in the news. You know, there's a big difference between core value of a, of a person or a community or a faith and the game of politics. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. Thanks for listening. First Take's theme music was written by Mick Rhodes and Wyman Reese and performed by Mick Rhodes and the Hard Eight.